satisfies. Amen. And where to go to the word of God. Sorry for keeping you standing for a long time. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, Dr. Marion. Psalm, Psalm 62. Brother Bonham used this scripture and, um, as opening scriptures, I believe, in the, song, in the message Shalom. And it says, Psalm 62, 1 to 8. Truly my soul waiteth upon God, from him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Amen. I want to talk this morning about the defense. It says, the Lord is my defense, I shall not be greatly moved. How long will he imagine mischief against a man? He shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall shall he be, as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies, they bless with their mouth by their cursing inwardly. My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. 
I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times. Not only in good times, but at all times. In bad times, in good times, trust in the Lord at all times. Ye people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Amen. May God bless his word. You can have your seat. I want to give you the title this morning, The Bride is Not Defenseless. The Bride of Jesus Christ is Not Defenseless. You can read again Revelation 12, 10 to 11. The Bible says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuse them before our God day and night. That is job, to accuse us day and night before the Father. That is job all the time to point at the mistakes. But listen what the Bible says. And the Bible says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Oh, praise be to God. We know the end of the story. The end of the story is a victory. Amen. The end of the story, we know that we are the overcomers. Amen. More than overcomers because you already overcame. Amen. And they love not the life that are unto the death. Therefore, rejoice, ye heavens. We are those inhabitants of heaven. Rejoice, ye heavens. Rejoice, ye heaven, ye that dwell in them. Woe in the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he had but a short time. This is the time where we are living in. He has but a short time. He knows he has to do everything because he knows that his hand is very short. It's very near. But when the end for him is very near, there is something good for the bride. The bride knows that it's time for her to go. Amen? Oh, glory, glory, glory. Isn't that scary for the people on this earth if they have no defense but the bride? She can be rejoicing because she has the place of refuge. She has a place where she can rely on. She has a place where she has found safety. Amen. We can all testify that this place is not our home. This earth is placed the way in the situation that it is. It's not our home. We are looking for a better place. Amen. Glory to his name. I feel like rejoicing this morning. <laughs> Hebrews 12, 13 says, For you are not come unto the mount that you might be touched, and that burn with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that are heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned and thrust through with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But you are come unto Mount Zion. Mount Zion is the bride. And you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels 
to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirit of just man made perfect. Oh, amen. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. That's why we have come. That's why the brothers come. We have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. Not the old covenant of the law that you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. But you are part of the unconditional covenant of God. The unconditional covenant of God, he has already predestinated the bride that she will make it. It's not a matter that she might this and this might happen. There is already, a, there is already something that has already been owed for. Then she will make it. Amen. There will be a bride and she will make it. And to the blood of sprinkling that speak of better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. Him that speaketh and the blood that is speaking. For if they escape not to refuse him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And his word yet once more signify the removing of those things that are shaken and of things that are made, and those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we, re we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptingly with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Amen. According to the dictionary, the word defenseless means without defense. Oh, we understand all that, but they just me go through the list here. It says without defense or protection, totally, I will say it wrong because I forget to check that, vulnerable. <laughs> Helpless, powerless, important, weak, frail, susceptible, easily hurt, wounded, damaged, imprisoned, restless, undefended, unprotected, unguarded, unfortified, unshielded, unharmed, without arms, they repeat again, without defenses, unsaleable, open to attack, wide open, exposed. All that's a definition to say, you know, you are defenseless. You are helpless. You are hopeless. <laughs> oh. Let me say this. We might be open to attack and will always be because all hell is against this message. All hell is against the bride. We'll always be accused. We'll always be attacked. We'll always be facing the enemy because that is job. He has to face. He has to attack. Sometimes when things are quiet and even God allows him to attack because that's part of his job. And so if we see those attacks, it doesn't mean that you are defenseless. It means God has allowed us to see what you are going to be your reaction. God wants to see how the bride is going to react. Amen. We will always be under the attack of the enemy, but I can give you one guarantee. We are not powerless. The bride is not powerless. Amen. Of course, on ourselves, we have our weaknesses. Of course, ourselves, we are powerless. If we have to rely on our own abilities, 
We are powerless. We have nothing. We are hopeless. We are helpless. We are like sheep. We have nothing we, have, we can do on ourselves. Of course, all that remains true, and it's true and real. And we always have to rely how weak we have always to realize how weak we are in the flesh, how weak we are in the mind. All things are important, and we have to, to understand that in order to overcome, we, we have to rely not on our own ability, but on his ability. But once we have the Holy Ghost, once we have the revelation, it's not about our strength anymore. It is his strength now. It is him working through us. Amen. It's not our battle. It is his battle now. That's why Christ, Jesus Christ could tell Peter, he says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee. You cannot rely on the flesh, you cannot rely on the blood, you cannot rely on the hierarchy or genealogy, you cannot rely on our ancestors, you cannot rely on all none of these things, you cannot rely on your education, amen? Revelation cannot be given under education, you cannot rely on the seminaries, you cannot rely on none of these things. But he says, but my father has given this revelation unto thee, Peter. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevent against it, shall not prevail against it. It means by that testimony, it means that the gates of hell will be against that revelation. But the end of the story, the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever that shall bind on earth shall be bound on heaven. But Peter, you can see, but Peter, if you see at this declaration, if you see it given to Peter here, we might think if we didn't know the story, someone says, this is what the Lord, the creator, told to a man, Peter, that, you know, I give you the keys, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatsoever that shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever shall, shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. You might say, but that, that's pretty good to give that to a man. It means that man will never make mistakes. It means that man will always be prevailing in every situation. You might be thinking that. But we see Peter went through many things, and Peter, even right after this declaration, Peter made a mistake. Peter made a mistake, and he says something else. He says, no, and God, Jesus Christ rebuked him, rebuked that, that statement. says, that's not the spirit of God. That's the spirit of the enemy. He says, get behind me, Satan. You may see, but Peter, Peter, Peter had to deny Jesus Christ. He denied it three times. Not once, three times. But Peter, you already have the keys of, of, of the kingdom of heaven. How, how could that be possible? Yes, it's possible that you can make some mistakes, but it does not remove the seed that God already put inside of Peter. It doesn't remove the revelation that God had already given to Peter. Peter, I give you this revelation. I see what the enemy is trying to attack you. I see what he's trying to do to you. But let me tell you, upon this rock, I will build my church. Even the gates of heaven can never prevail against it. After you are converted, the same Peter who was afraid of the Jews came out speaking boldly on the about the word of God. This Jesus that God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. 
Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made the same Jesus whom he had crucified, both Lord and Christ. <laughs> Are you with me this morning? Peter, we thought that you were defenseless, but what can we do to have the same defense? And the Bible says, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Then we see one day, as I'm talking to Peter, and I'm thinking about Peter here. You see one day, Peter went ahead, he arrived at a gate called Beautiful. Peter did not have to rely on his own ability. Peter did not have to rely on even his own thing. The Bible says when they saw what Peter was doing, they realized that the way they were speaking and the way the Holy Spirit was moving them, those people were unlearned and they were unlearned and they didn't know anything regarding what is yes to the natural theology, but they knew that they walked with Jesus Christ because the same spirit that was in Jesus Christ, it was the same spirit that was working in side of them. That's why Peter at the gate, beautiful, he could tell to that man who was paralytic and come to him and says, so I don't have silver or gold, but such that I have, I give that to you. He couldn't give him something that he didn't have. You can only give to someone what you have. <laughs> the bride has received something that he can give to others because she has received the power from above. It's not the power of a man, it's the power of the Holy Ghost coming from above. Amen. The bride is not defenseless. The bride is not without, we say, the, the bride is not helpless. The bride is not totally vulnerable. The bride is not completely weak. The bride has the power of the Holy Ghost. Last time we talked about the invader, we saw that the invaders are in the school. We saw that the invaders are in the workplace. We saw that the invaders are coming through the devices that we are receiving. We saw that different things, we saw that, the, we saw that what the things happening in, in this society that we are living. But we can always relate to that when we're thinking about it. All comes to the scripture that we have read. This earth is completely invaded by the enemy. And he's trying to do everything he has to do because he only has a short time. Yes, because he only knows that he only has a few hours. He only knows that his end is coming very near. That's why he's trying to invade all the places. The Bible says the devil has come down unto you having great wrath. Because he know that he had put, he had bought, he had, he, had, he had nothing else but a very short time. He has to do everything in this very short time. We see rapidly how the world is decaying, how the things is going down. We see how immorality is coming into our society, is coming to our church, not our, this church. <laughs> But our churches, the churches are completely being invaded by immorality. We see the worldliness coming into churches, coming into, into, into the school, coming into the society. People have lost their mind. People can't even know what is right and what is, and what is, what is right and what is wrong. People don't even have the balance to have just the moral decency. Amen? We see how people, how, how women are dressing. We see 
completely going rotten. Amen. That's the condition of Laodicea. The condition of Laodicea, they put Christ out. They rejected the word. Once they rejected the word, things will go down and completely decay. This world is falling apart. This world has no hope. Amen. They are the ones who have no hope. I don't want to put like the sound like them and I, them, and us in this way. But you just open a little bit. Of, just, just, brother, brother Ed shared that with the young people. He shared a video uh, of, a, of a young, I think, uh, of a young girl. She was not even the message, but she, she, she led herself to, to just to open her heart to, to, to follow the leadership of the Holy Ghost. She was not even the message, but she... She just allowed, open her heart to God. Can you speak to me how to dress and how to, how to dress? Just working on how to dress myself with modesty. And God, who is faithful, he, he, he opened that channel and he's communicating with her. In the heart, you know, this is not true. This is not good to wear. This, I don't think this the way you, you are wearing this, you are attracting the attention uh, f- for nothing. And, and it's just helping her in a, in, a, in a level of knowledge where she is. But God is speaking to her to the heart. That's what I want to say here. If you open your heart to Christ, he, he, he will lead you. He will guide you. He will open up to you. She's not even a message, but God is talking to her. How much more should be the bride who is in the message and have all the knowledge of the word of God? She'll open her heart to God and receive from God. God, is it the right thing to do? Is it the right, no, right thing to do? God still leads. The Holy Spirit still leads. Amen. The prophet says, Forget how many hundred teachers, school teachers, were proven to be homosexuals. Tonight news, this is in 64. It's rotten to the core everything, the government, the claim, and the government officials. There is nearly 40% of them proved homosexuals. My office is piled with letters, mother crying, with the boys living with boys. It's just the day we are living in. Everything, nations are breaking, Israel is awaking, she is in her homeland, the fig tree is putting forth its bud. When their eyes were opened, the message, and the invasion, as he says, demons, you go to the schools, they have in, it's invaded the schools. And it says another message, it says, the invisible union of the bride of Christ says this, it says, you see all this nonsense, the Hollywood today, and all this lopping and laughing around with women and so forth, and little girls looking at all that. No wonder our morals are rotten and decaying and filthy, and see, because it's put before the children. That's right, it has to be that way for the last day. Now keep the church in mind. She's kissing and slopping and mixing around in everything else by the word. Let the devil and education and scientific searches and so forth. When scientific education and everything is absolutely contrary to God. The whole system of civilization that we have now is absolutely antichrist. Education system is antichrist. And maybe we didn't understand those kind of statements. And back, back then, but it's a good education. We learn good things. We used to have a, 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 a course of morals, you know. 
We went to school learning morals, and we will study the Bible in the school. We have a course called religion in school, and even though they didn't have revelation, but they're giving some principles and they're helping you. But as we see the time going on, we see now the things that are putting even in the school today, it's completely rotten. They're teaching things, as brother, as brother, as brother was, the brother Steve was saying, things that sometimes to, to, to break the innocency of children early before the time, early before the stage, to call Corrupt their minds completely. That's the education system is completely antichrist. But we thank God for the message of the hour that we could already unveil that and realize that this is has to be exposed. Amen. And the Bible continues: civilization is antichrist. It's against God. You say against civilization. God will have a civilization one of these days, and I don't have any death associated into it. This modern civilization come by Satan. I'll prove that to you if the Lord willing tonight out of the Bible. And these things are of Satan. Our new civilization will have none of these in it. Oh, we are looking forward for that. Amen. And it says again in the same message, the invisible union of the bride of Christ. It says, but now look, Hollywood has taken the virtuous things from our woman. Look what Hollywood has done to the woman. Look how it is. It's robbed the sacred virtues of the woman. On and on we could go. See, it has taken the sacred virtues of the woman. I will say it has taken the sacred virtues also of the church. I will say. Hollywood has taken the sacred virtue of the church in, 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 for prayer and, and for the word of God, for the love for Christ. It has taken all the sacred virtues for the church as well. We are aware of all these things. We have been taught about all these things. And, and we have to be aware of all these things. But I also want to put an emphasis on you here that although all these things happening and they will happen and the world will continue to be falling apart and getting worse and worse, it won't get better and better. But I want to tell to the bride that the bride is not defenseless in the midst of all these rotten things that are happening around. She has a shield around her and the shield is the word of God. And the shield is the Holy Ghost. We are not relying on ourselves, we are relying on the power of the Holy Ghost. God is raising man and woman to prove to the devil that there is going to be an invincible army, a bride. Amen. Eve fell in the perfect Eden because she went away from the word of God. In the perfect Eden, she had the perfect pastor. Can you imagine she had the perfect pastor who didn't go through the birth or through a woman? She had the best pastor ever. She had the best prophet, I would say, at that time. She had the best teaching, but she still failed because of the reasoning in her mind. But now God is proving in this last age, in the worst of all the ages, with a bride who's born out of a woman, born in sin, born in sin and iniquity, but God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, will wash that bride, will give her the word of God, will give her the Holy Spirit, and she will be an overcomer in this last age of Laodicea. That gives me courage. <laughs> when Israel was fighting,
fighting with the enemy. The Amalekites, the Bible says in Exodus 17, 11, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed and when he laid down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Israel could look like it was defenseless. They didn't want trained. They were just people who were slaves. But they were under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. At that time, under the leadership of the Moses, under the anointing upon, under the anointing of the Father. At that time, the dispensation of the fatherhood. But it was still the pillar of fire was leading them. And when Moses was raising his hand, they were having the victory. And when he put them down, they would be failing. Now God realized that if it could happen that in the natural, for my spiritual bride, I'm going to do something special. This Moses is going to, you know, he's not going to, to bring his hands down and not, and not going to bring his hands down no more. I'm going to nail his hands upon the cross so that his hands will always be up and the bride will always have the victory. That's what the prophet says. He says, stand up. Like Moses on the mountain with his hands up and Israel was fighting. Cutting the way through and stood up with his hands up. He stood with his hands up until the sun went down. They had to hold his hand up. That was Moses. He was a type of Christ. <laughs> to be sure, his hands stayed up. His hands were nailed upon the cross. <laughs> He climbed the rampants of glory today with his bloody garments before God at the right hand of his majesty there. And the battle to every soldier will cut his way through. I don't care what takes place. With the word of God, you'll cut itself to freedom. I don't know what situation we are in. I don't know what, what, what situation I'm in. But the bride of Jesus Christ, the word of God tells us, tells me that because of what has already prevailed on Calvary, I can cut my freedom out. <laughs> the Bible says in Matthew 24, He said those days should be shortened. There should no flesh be saved. For the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Amen. Times we wonder, how worse can it be? If we look around, we see the conditions. How worse can it be? Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe him not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophet. And shall show great signs and wonders in so much, if it were possible, they shall, they shall deceive the very elect. When the days are shortened, like I said, Satan is in trouble. Many times when you talk to someone about the word and say, God has sent us a prophet, people will take this scripture and say, you know what, I'm so scared. Because there will be false Christ and false prophets. So I don't want to have any false prophet. I don't want to be led by anything, false things. But how would, would you know something that is false if you don't have something that is true? <laughs> In order to identify the false things, you have to know the true things. 
Now, look into the word of God, see the characteristics of a prophet, see the characteristics that God has to use in the prophet, through the, prophet, the promises in the last age. Then you can see that God indeed has sent us a true prophet, vindicated by the pillow of fire. We thank God that we have received the true prophet vindicated by the word of God, by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Both the false and the true prophet can, make, can perform miracles. They will perform miracles. The false prophet will perform miracles and will see all the signs and the different things. But there is something that has to differentiate the false and the true. How can you distinguish the false and the true? Check the word of God. If the prophet stays with the word of God, then he's a true prophet. If he goes away from the word of God, he's not a true prophet. No matter how many miracles he can perform. But by God's grace, we have received the true prophet who has performed great miracles. God has performed great miracles through him, but also he stayed completely faithful to the word of God. I have preached like Paul preached. You want to know a true prophet? Compare him to the word of Paul. Is it true? You want to see a true prophet comparing to the word of Paul? If he preaches completely as Paul, then we can say, oh, yeah, maybe it's a good prophet. <laughs> but I can guarantee you, few will stay faithful with what Paul preached. So the Bible says, in so much if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. But we thank God, the elect can never be deceived. Because she has in her the predestinated seed of God. The prophet says, if we were put here, I know my Redeemer lives. If we were put here for a purpose, then there is nothing can destroy us until God's purpose is fulfilled. Nothing can harm us until that purpose that God has put, here, uh, put us here for has been made manifest. No matter how much trouble we have, how much heartache and sorrows we go through, all there are reasons and there is a reason for it. Amen. It says God's purpose can never be defeated. There is nothing can defeat it. So how happy ought we to be today resting upon that beautiful revelation of the word of the living God that there is neither things present nor things that can come. There is no sickness, no sorrow, as we heard on Wednesday. There is no sickness, no sorrow, no death, no perils, no nothing can separate us from the purpose of the living God. What God has imagined in his mind, what God has purposed in his heart to bring to pass, there is no demon, there is no power, there is nothing can ever separate God's great, immortal, eternal plan. It must be as God has said. Praise be to God. God's purpose can never be defeated. We go to trials, we go to different things, but God's purpose can never be defeated. When God chose Moses to be the deliverer, nothing could defeat that purpose. God chose Moses, and when Moses was born and the mother found him that he was fair and beautiful child, 
God made him fair so that the mother will have, because the mother, if the instant of the mother, the love for the child, said, this one, I can never, I can never leave him. I can never give him to the Egyptians. No, 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 impossible. I'm going to give that. I'm going to keep that child. She kept that child. But God, it was God's purpose that he will be the deliverer no matter what. No matter what the, the king has said, no matter what Pharaoh has put as orders, but that child could never be killed because it was God's purpose that had to be fulfilled. After three months, you know what the mother could do? The worst plan that the mother could have, saying, this is my child, I'm going to put him in a small box and put him in a river full of crocodiles. Oh, mother, you are so intelligent. You love your your child so much. (laughs) Full of crocodiles. But I believe by God's grace, all the angels were walking, looking around that child because God's purpose could never be defeated. The bride is not defenseless. Even as Moses was in that little thing, in the middle of those crocodiles, he looked like he was defenseless. But God was his defense. When the child was taken out of Pharaoh's daughter, you know, God has a sense of humor. Pharaoh wanted to kill that child and is looking for all means to kill that child. God is taking that child and put him right behind in the same house when Pharaoh is. <laughs> Pharaoh is growing together with Moses, the deliverer. <laughs> God has a sense of humor to show to the enemy. You know, you think that my bride is defenseless. She's not defenseless. She has received the head. She has received the headship. The head maybe doesn't move too much, but the head is giving direction to the body, and the bride keeps moving on. No matter what comes on the outside, the bride keeps moving on. But we don't see so many miracles like in time of Brother Branham, but he's still here. The same pillar of fire that was with William Branham is still here. God of paradox. Moses had made mistakes. He killed the Egyptian. But that did not change God's purpose. Just imagine what would have happened if Moses had delivered Israel, even a portion of it, even 10 Israelites, even 10 Israelites that went to the promised land because of his strength, because of his military training. You know, he will be boasting upon himself. You know, I was also a great soldier and I delivered some of my brothers that came out of Egypt. But God says, no, I'm going to show you that you are nothing. You grew up 40 years of your training. I'm going to take you 40 years to remove all that training until you come to the point where you can't even talk and no more. Even the language you could boast to command the army, you can't be even able to talk anymore. I'm going to make you. Completely defenseless upon himself, helpless. He can't rely on his own ability. Then when he came to that point, and then God says, oh, now you are ready to be used, Moses. Me? We read that in the Bible. Who am I to go against Egypt? Egypt is that the modern Russia, the modern United States. 
Who am I to go against Egypt? Who am I? Well, what can I? What, 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 what? God says, take those excuses away. Don't, and it was valid excuses. Sometimes we bring those excuses. You see my background. You see the way I raised up. You see the way things. You see? God says, no, all that. I allow those things. I allow those things to happen. I allow those things to come. I allow those things. It's okay. I allow those things. But I have a purpose for you. I have a purpose for your life. I have a purpose for you. You will be the bride. You will be part of the rapture. You will be the bride. You will be part of the resurrection. You will be the final voice to this final age. You will be an overcomer. You will be even the blood for this church. And God says, Exodus 3, 8 says, And I come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptian, and to bring them out of the land, unto a good land and a larger, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. I've come down to deliver them, and I'm sending you. But God, you can go. You are the mighty God. You are the omnipotent God. Go and deliver them. I'm sending you. But God, in this last age, I can't allow this year. There's too much corruption. I can't, I can't get out of this. I can't get out of this. I'm sending you. In your school, I'm sending you, God. And if God is sending you, God is going with you. God cannot send you and leave you. When God sends you, he comes behind you. When God sends the bride, he's in the bride. The pillar of fire has come to deliver us. If there is someone still bound, the pillar of fire is here to deliver you. The pillar of fire wants to use you and I. As we say, naturally Moses tried to refuse. Exodus 10 says, Come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that I may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? that should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. The only thing Moses had was a dry stick. That's the only thing he had in his hand, just that dry stick, to push those uh, sheep. He's talking their language, meh, 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 meh. He's pushing that. God says, I'm sending you with that dry stick. Satan thinks that he's an invader, but God says, you now, you go and invade him. <laughs> it will be a one-man invasion into Egypt. God said, you think you are invading my children? Now my children are going to show you who they are. They're going to stand upon the word of God. No matter what you are putting upon them, they're going to stand with the word of God. They're not going to be the one. Who, now is the light in the midst of the darkness. That little light of the bride is going to be shining. That you are going to show that will be the final voice in this last age. No matter the pressure, the depression, the things, the pressure put upon you, you will be an overcomer. This is the comfort that we all have. God says in Exodus 12, and he says, certainly I will be with thee. 
This shall be a token unto thee that I have sent ye. When thou shalt come, brought forth the people of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. What a, what, a, what, what a consolation to know that God will always be with us. <laughs> he told us, I will not forsake you. I will not leave you. I will always be with you. Yeah. Even when you feel like he's not working, he's still working. <laughs> Even when you feel like he's not with you, he's there with you. I always like that testimony of when that man, I remember the, the whole story, but he was looking into this, his he sees in the vision or in the dream, I don't remember. He says, God, how come in those times that were the hardest time that I was going through, I, I could only see two footprints? God is replying to him, during this time, I took you upon my shoulders. Yeah. Not only walking around you, but I took you upon my shoulders. He's the great shepherd. Yeah. Even though the sheep is defenseless by itself, but because of the shepherd being there, he's not anymore. Just to put it a little bit on the note that my kids watch sometimes David and you know the, the drawing of the David and then when they saw David killing the lions, I think I might mistake that, killing the lion, or the bear came, now the sheep are telling David. <laughs> they cannot defend now they're telling shepherd, look <laughs> that what we have to do when we see the enemy coming we cannot overcome on our own but we have to point to the shepherd look something coming here <laughs> because it's not my fight it is your fight God telling him I will give you a token upon this mountain that's where you come and serve me can you think about it think about it for a moment I like to put a comparison about the first exodus and the third exodus. Not because of Moses. <laughs> but there's a good parallel. He says, this mountain is a token for you. In the first Genesis, in the Genesis chapter 1, as God is creating the whole universe and everything, God in his mind purposed I know already what the things will happen because I'm omniscient. I'm going to make this mountain be here and it's going to be a token unto Moses to tell him that I spoke to him. Even Moses, when he was walking and everything, he thought that things couldn't happen. It didn't work the way he planned it. He, he had his own plan. But God already had a better plan than what Moses had as a plan. And he tells him, that even at the mountain where you are, it's a token for you. Brother Banam went through different things and different pools and ministry. He came to a point where he's a little bit discouraged and denomination rejected the message. And God is telling him, you see those mountains? They are a token for you. It means even in Genesis, as God was creating everything, he already planned and knew that there will be a William Marion Branham in the last age. And I'm going to make those mountains specific for that man. And whenever he feels discouraged, he can come here and see his ministry written in those mountains. 
Now the blessed brother Benham went and he was praying and he says, when I, lay, I raised up and I saw upon that rock, it was written, white eagle. Before even the English language was created, God already written on that rock, white eagle. What's that to show to the bride, you and I, even the life that we are living here and the things, different things that we are going through, God already knew the plan and his purpose can never be defeated. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 6, or five of sudden, let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for yet said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that you may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Amen. To say boldly is not to say that you pride on anything, it's to say it with assurance. Is to say it with faith, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my defense. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So Moses said, God said to Moses, I am that I am will be with thee. Exodus 3.13 says, They shall hearken to the voice, and they shall come, and thou and the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt. And they shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath had with me. Now let us go, we beseech thee, three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our Lord. And I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. Know that by my mighty hand I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I shall do in the midst thereof, after he will let you go. I want just to note here, the Bible says, you will go, if you read an old chapter, it says, Moses, God told Moses, you have to go and tell the elders, and I want you to tell the elders of Israel, all, to, all together you should come and say to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, the Lord God of Israel has, has with me, the Lord God of Israel has told us that you should let go Israel. You should let go the children of Israel. Just want to read that again, 18. And he shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews had me with has been with us. Now let us go, we beseech thee the three days' journey in the wilderness, that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. As Moses received that calling, he had the the bush experience, and every person has to have that burning bush experience. The other burning bush experience, God spoke to him, and he tells God tells him, You have to go and tell the elders, and you together have to go and tell Pharaoh that God has visited us. I believe the message that we have received is not a message only for the prophet, <laughs> it's not a message only for the prophet and leave it for the prophet. When the prophet comes and tells you what the message he has received, that message has to become a personal message. It has to become a personal visitation. You cannot just say and say, you know, Pharaoh, the elders could not go before Pharaoh and says, Pharaoh, you know, God has told Moses that you have to leave us. They have to go and tell Pharaoh, 
God has visited us. God has spoken to us. God has, speak, has spoken to me. Young people, it's not only the message of the parent. It has to be a personal message. God has spoken to me. God has spoken to me that I have to leave Egypt. God has spoken to me that I have to leave Babylon. God has spoken to me that I have to leave Laodicea. What the visitation that the prophet had, it's also our personal individual visitation. It's not the message of the prophet, it is my message. Malachi 4 is speaking to us that I will send you, Elijah. You are part of the promise of Malachi 4. I am Malachi 4. You are Malachi 4. You are part of the promise of God. God will send you and I, Elijah the prophet. Amen? And we've seen Revelation 10. Brother Banham was part of Revelation 10, 1 to 7. And we are part of Revelation 10, 8 to 11. The voice which I heard from heaven spoke unto me and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which is stand upon the sea and upon, up, and upon the land. You have to go personally and take the book out of the hand of the angel and eat it up yourself. It becomes a personal life. It becomes a personal individual walk with God. The angel that they met, William Mario Barnum, we have to meet him personally. Amen. But Pastor used to say, Pastor Harold used to say, if someone taught you in into the message, someone can talk you out of the message. If someone pushing you into the message, someone will take you out of the message one time. That's what they, the problem had with Israel. They put it as the God of, of, of Moses, the God of Moses. But the initial commandment was, you have to have that message of Moses, and you yourself have to say, I have to leave this Egypt. God has visited me. Exodus 33, 19, 20. God knew about your position. Though Moses was warned about the position, he did not know the details. He did not know about Janus of Jamez. He didn't know about the hardship coming harder for the, for the Hebrews. He didn't know. He, he, he was maybe taken by surprise for all the details that were happening. But God was not taken by surprise. God knew that there will be oppositions, but he had equipped Moses with something that will face all those oppositions. When you believed maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you didn't know all the things that will happen here in this earth. But God had already equipped you to go through all the hardship, all the trials, all the people leaving you, all the people criticizing you. But God put something inside of you that will stay faithful with the word of God. The prophet says, beautiful quote that we all know, possessing the enemy's gate. Was only a few years later when the trials come. And the church got all shook up as it's so easy for a congregation of people to do when something just doesn't seem to happen the way it's supposed to be. God makes it that way. God brings tensions into the church. Every son that comes to God must be tried and proven and tested. He lets sickness strike you. He lets diseases come on you to test you and to prove you, to show 
the world that you are truly the seed of Abraham. God, you mean that you're allowing all these things? What's the purpose of allowing those things? To show to the world that you are a seed of Abraham. <laughs> God had to raise Pharaoh to show that my those people were their slaves were God's people. You know, someone, if you look in, sometimes you look in Genesis, you look at, you look, you look, you look, you look at Abel and Cain. You know, Cain killed Abel. And then God is coming to him and saying, where is your brother in all the story? And then he gets and he refuse correction and everything. You might think, this is the serpent seed, God. Why don't you just finish with Cain there? And then serpent seed is finished. <laughs> then when safe will come and then things will be a little bit better. Why just don't eliminate it right there? God knew the plan. God even put a sign upon him. So that he will not be killed. So God is protecting even the serpent seed. <laughs> so that he's not being killed. To keep him there. To show that there is also a right seed right there. <laughs> so God allows sometimes the trials to be right there. And he put even the protection on the trials. Just to see, to help you recognize who you are. <laughs> To show the world that you are the seed of Abraham. But also to show you yourself how and what you are built of. Because sometimes we don't know how we are built of. We are pure gold as we heard the other time. And how can you recognize that you are pure gold? God is making you go through trials and different things and allow those things to show and to prove to yourself that you are the pure and true gold. Gold. Sometimes when a minister is preaching, the prophet says, he permits it by his own will. He permits disasters. He permits the friends to turn against you. He permits all these things and turn the devils loose to tempt you. He'll do, he'll do all but take your life. He could throw you on a bed of affliction. He could turn your neighbor, neighbors against you. It could turn the church against you. Yeah. I thought the church is the people who always speak nicely about the others and always positive things and everything. Oh, God will permit. No, it's the Satan. It said it's the devil. No, God permits. <laughs> good born again preacher, good born again the people that are talking bad about you. I thought they were born again. Yes, God permits. <laughs> That's good for me there. He can do most anything. It's God's will for him to do it. We are told that the, that is more precious than gold to us. And it says in God has a provided way. See how God does testing. God permits you sometimes to get a little worse after you prayed for just to test you. But I've been prayed and everything, it gets a little worse just to test you. The testing and trials of faith. He that endureth, there is, hold on. Take God at his word. Believe every word of it. No matter what anything has says or does, believe it anyhow. 
No matter what the circumstances look like, believe God anyhow. Another place the prophet says, walk with God. You are sick, walk with God. Things are not working fine, walk with God. Finances are not good, walk with God. Oh, my, my, my wife, don't, walk with God. My husband is, walk with God. My children, I don't, walk with God. That's your defense, walking with God. If it happens, don't start crying uncontrollably. <laughs> I hope it's an English word. Uncontrollably. <laughs> if it's not an English, it has become an English word. <laughs> oh, God has forsaken me. No, he's showing to the world that you are the seed of Abraham. As we heard the other day, he's showing that you are Gold. And we heard the testimony of Brother Darren one time when his daughter got sick. I always remember that testimony. It was always a blessing to me. He says, no matter what, I will serve God. Amen. No matter what, no matter the outcome. Himself confessed when he preached here. He didn't have enough faith to believe that she will be healed. But he had just that testimony. No matter what will happen, I will serve God. Amen. And as the bride prayed, and God intervened, and she was healed completely. That tumor was removed. The bride is not defenseless. God is still on her side. Amen. As, uh, as Joshua said, though they, they, oh, though they be tattlers from the church, the brother Banam possessing the enemy's gate, though they be twisters, Though there be all kinds of false prophets and everything come into the church amongst the people and in the neighborhood and everything, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Though all of them quit coming and though the church gets cold and different, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Though if someone was prayed for and didn't get well, that has nothing to do with it, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. But I'm saying another place, I prayed for 5,000 and 4,000 died. Tomorrow I'll be praying again for the sick people. Why? Because I'm serving the Lord. Yeah. Oh. I want it tomorrow, but I still have some time. Um, sometimes, we want to sh about, sometimes he wants to show you how he loves you. And how he takes care of you as a great shepherd. Brother Mom says, the infallibility of God's word. The name of the Lord is a mighty tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. That's right, safe. Nothing can bother you anymore. You are in the rock. It's not whether you hold now. It's whether the rock holds. The rock's done held. So then you are safe. Nothing can harm you. Nothing can come to you unless God permits it. Permits it, permits it. If along the road something is done, testing and trying, your trial, child training as you go along, remember, his angels will bear you up. 
angels to comfort you, angels to give you faith, angels to move you along. God's got a host of angels all up and down the ladder. And now he had a made, he had to make a way for this. He made it through Christ. When Christ, and then he continues, so God has provided even angels to comfort us. As he comforted Jesus Christ, we have angels to comfort us. Sometimes you go through his trials and after the trial you wonder, how was it possible I went through that? It was the angels comforting you through that time. John 16, 16. A little while and you shall not see me again. A little while and you shall see me because I go to the Father. Matthew 28, 20 says, Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The prophet will put that together, says, A little while and the world see me no more. You shall see me, for I, personal pronoun, will be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. John 14, 12, 20 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever he shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And he shall, and he shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandment. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the, Lord, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. We are not comfortless. We have a comforter. He's with us. He's even inside of us. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will be with you. I will not leave you fatherless. I will be always with you. Amen. The world will not see me, but you will see me. Because I will be in you. Amen. Even this last age he has been photographed. We have seen him. We have seen his face shining upon us. Oh, praise be to God. <laughs> I will not leave you. Even the spirit of truth from the world cannot receive because he not. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet little while in the world see me no more, but you see me because I live. You shall live also. And that day you shall know that I am in my Father, ye in me, and I in you. I want to get to this. After the burning bush experience, Moses only had one stick in his hand for the invasion. Think about it. One rod in his hand for the invasion of Egypt. Humanly speaking, he has no chance. He had no chance. But he had that saved the Lord. Yeah. He had that saved the Lord. <laughs> Brother Adam says in the position of seven churches, this harmony is now to exist between the groom and his bride. Brother, Brother Green mentioned that on Wednesday. He shows her his word of life. She receives it. She never doubts it. Therefore, nothing can harm her, not even death. For if the seed be planted, the water will raise it up again. Here is the secret of this. The word is in the bride, as it was in Mary. The bride has the mind of Christ, for she knows what she wants done with the word. 
She performs the command of the word in his name, for she has that saith the word. That saith the Lord. Amen. The bride has that saith the Lord. You know what makes the difference between the message or the bride, last age with the churches? I believe it does save the Lord. We can't rely on people's opinions. We can't rely on how people I think or I studied, I have a revelation of things. But when you put that voice, it gives you, you are relaxed. Because you know it does save the Lord. It's not questionable, it's not something. You know what the enemy is trying to do? The enemy will try to put doubts in the word that you have received. That's what the struggle they had with Moses. Every time a trial will come, every time a situation will come, people will come to Moses. Where is your God? Where is this? Where is this? What is memory? God was rebuking them because they didn't trust in that save the Lord. You need to trust completely in that save the Lord. If God said so, I don't understand, I cannot comprehend, but it is that save the Lord. As Peter, as we mentioned that on the prayer meeting, the people, God told Peter, you have to throw that net on this side. But Peter could say, but I don't understand. I, I, I've, I've worked through all the nights and I didn't catch, catch any fish. But God told him, you have to put it, you have to throw that net on that side. And Peter, by God's grace, he had that revelation, not because I understand, but at thy word, I will do this. That's what we have received. We have received that save the Lord. We don't understand, but because it is the word of God, God, at thy word, I will do this. At thy word, I will apply the token. At thy word, I will be baptized. At thy word, I will receive. At thy word, I will humble myself. At thy word, I will respect the order of the church. Everything is because of thy word. As you walk with him, he's revealing himself more and more. And maybe you start understanding. But I'm saying, I will pray until God will reveal to me why he did this or why he didn't do this. But as he's going through that walk of faith, it's a walk of faith. I believe you, God. Not because I understand. Not because I see the end result. It worked this, 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 this. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, oh, oh. No. God sometimes put things a little bit blurry. But he shows you the end result. The end result is there will always be something good because God's purpose can never be defeated. As Janice and John Bless, we stood Moses, they, didn't, they did pretty near the, the same thing Moses did till it came to a showdown. That's right. But remember, Janice and John Bless could not heal. They could not heal. They could bring plague, but not take them away. God is the healer. God's word remains true. But as Moses went through that, and he saw Janus and God didn't tell him that there will be Janus and Trumpets who will throw the stick and it will turn into a serpent. When they came and threw that, I'm sure maybe, just paraphrasing, maybe Aaron was there, but Moses, are you sure? Now there are serpents there. What are you going to do? <laughs> he just told me to throw it. At that word, I threw it. I'm just waiting. 
And he's waiting, and he's seen, oh, they've been swallowed. Now, Janice Drumber, you can take your stick. Where is your stick? (laughs) The bride is just walking by faith. But we didn't know that we have this. We didn't know that this. What shall we do? Sometimes we just... I'm just following the word of God. I don't know what happened. I'm just following the word of God. <laughs> Look at they did for the water. They changed water to blood. They did for the frogs. They did the same thing. What do you say? I will wait for the death, save the Lord. For the folly was made manifest. They could not heal. Healing is creation. They could not have the token when the death angel was in the land because they did not have that save the Lord. As the death angel was coming, they did not have anything to defend them, Janus and Jambres. Just imagine that Janus was the firstborn and Jambres was the second one. When the death angel is coming and Jambres saw Janus falling, he has no solution. <laughs> The people of Israel looked like they were the one that didn't have any defense. But God has put a defense upon them. Whenever I'll see the blood, I'll pass over you. That's what is happening to the bride now. She has a defense and her defense is the blood of Jesus Christ. We'll come to that shortly. The Bible says in Exodus 23, 20, 20, 22 says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Be aware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. That the angel of the covenant, his name is in him. Christ himself. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thy enemies and an adversary unto thy adversaries. Without that angel, Brother Barnum was powerless. Without that angel, Brother Barnum couldn't do anything. He was just waiting there. You, you know what I'm waiting for, right? I can't do anything before that angel comes. I have to wait for him. He was completely powerless, defenseless, helpless as any human being. There was nothing. He's just waiting for that angel. But once that angel is there, says, now I take everything under my control. Because now it's not him anymore. It is the angel now in action. The same thing for the bride. We are completely powerless on our own. We can do anything on our own. But when the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, now it's God into action. Not me, but him. Not by my power, not by my might, but by his Holy Spirit. And that angel that promised us, I will be with you until the millennium. This angel will lead us even unto the millennium. Amen. Joshua 1, 5, 9. There shall, be any, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage? Be not afraid, 
Bride, be not afraid. The devil can never stop this music. Be not afraid. Nothing can harm you. Amen. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithsoever thou goest. We know we are in spiritual warfare. Ephesians 5, 6. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the vials of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places, wherefore... Take unto you the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. We know that we are in this warfare, spiritual warfare. We need to take all the armors, all that they've given Ephesians 6, including prayer. We have to include all that. In other scriptures, 2 Corinthians 10 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We are in spiritual warfare. That things happening we are not aware of. As attractive as, as, as I would say, I want to say, as careful as we can, as everything as we can, that things happening in this in this spiritual warfare we are not aware of, and maybe on that day we understand the things how He is protecting us from all the different things, and will reveal to us. We will thank Him even more than we are doing now. Many things happening, but I want to give you an encouragement, as the Bible says in Hebrews 12 that we read at the beginning, 24. We have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. The prophet spoke about the voice of the blood. The prophet spoke about in the talk, and he says, Paul tells us, talking about speaking of blood, Paul tells us that the blood speaks. You believe the blood speaks? In Genesis 4, 1, 10, 4, 10, God told Cain, he said, where is your brother? He said, his blood, the blood of his, the voice of his blood calls out against you. Now we also find in Hebrew 12, the prophet speaking, that the New Testament, the blood speaks better things. The blood is speaking. Then the blood has got a voice. And the voice of the blood is the word. The token, the prophet says. The voice, the voice of the blood is the word. Hallelujah. That's what makes it whether it's right or wrong. The word is identified by the voice of the blood. The voice of the blood is the Holy Ghost. That brings life. It is life and brings life to the world and quickens it. Amen, amen, and amen, the prophet says. Sure, the blood speaks. It speaks the better things. The Old Testament, the blood spoke of guilt. In the New Testament, it speaks of redemption. In the Old Testament, it spoke of death and sorrow. In the New Testament, it speaks of resurrection and life. 
It speaks of healing. It speaks of joy. It speaks of power. It speaks of life. It speaks of heaven. That same blood that was shed upon the ground that called out after this dead brother and called out of his brother that killed him. The blood of Jesus Christ cover all our sins and speaks peace and resurrection and power and life and healing. <laughs> In the Old Testament, you know the blood, the blood is, that's where life lies. It was even forbidden for the Jews to, to drink blood because that's where life was lying. And he gave in Exodus 12, as Moses was giving that, those instructions, as he has that saved the Lord once again, he has that saved the Lord, says you have to use the hyssop, just normal faith, it's not super-duper faith that you have to look here and read and different things. Just use the faith that you have in the Word of God as you are listening to the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. As you are listening to that, save the Lord. Just apply that as a token. As you apply that token, the blood will be for you, for your protection. The Bible says... As God will come there in Exodus 12, let's can find it. Be closing. Don't want to rush. Exodus. Um, Twelve twenty-two says, "You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it upon the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning, for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood upon the lintel and unto the two sides, the Lord will pass over the door." And will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. So as you put the blood here, you know the lentil? You have to put the blood on the lentil and the two posts. As you see there, it says, when, when the destroyer is coming, God is telling the destroyer, in this house, when you see this, don't go inside there. You have to come. You, whoop, <laughs> you have to find your own way, but don't go inside there. Because the blood is here waiting, protecting them inside there. So the same thing now that blood is God speaking because... He took a, a, a substitution. The life of that animal could not speak by itself. God had to speak on behalf of that blood because he couldn't speak, he couldn't protect, he couldn't have his own power to protect. God has to tell the destroyer, you have to come. But now because of the super, super, super life of Jesus Christ, the life that was in the blood can come now upon the believer. Now it is the blood itself speaking. 
So when the destroyer is coming, it's the blood telling the destroyer, you know, as you are coming here, you cannot come in this place here. You have to go all the way because it is being protected. The blood is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. Abel was a righteous man, but he was crying for vengeance. He was crying for, for, for retribution. He was coming for, it has to be, it has, Ken has to be destroyed, he has to be killed. But the blood of Jesus Christ is taking better things. <laughs> if you look in the book as a type, as I was just thinking about it, how marvelous it is. If it is the shadow, the blood of the, of the lamb and, and the bulls and the goats of the animals could do those things, how much more is the blood of the perfect lamb of God? If the blood, if you see the blood of the lamb in the time of the law already, that we could see the time of Abraham. Abraham made a lot of mistakes. You see in the law, in the Old Testament, he made a lot of mistakes. But when you see in the New Testament, Abraham didn't even stagger anything. Because the blood was speaking better things. The blood today is speaking better things. It speaks of resurrection and life. It speaks of healing. It speaks of joy. It speaks of power. It speaks of life. It speaks of heaven. That same blood that was shed upon the ground that called out this dead brother. has called out this brother that had killed him. The blood of Jesus Christ covers all our sins and speaks peace and resurrection and power and life and healing. I would say the blood is speaking about adoption. The blood that we are speaking is the word of God. God has released his word of God in this last age to speak about adoption, to speak about resurrection, to speak about the rapture, to speak about even the resurrection of the, the, the change of the body. What is doing that? It's the blood is still speaking. The bleeding word is speaking for the bride. The bride is not defenseless. The bride is under the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Ministers can come that they don't have to stay too long. Now the things, this was only type. How is it how with the reality? The blood of the prophet Lamb of God that is speaking better things. Christ is our Passover. He is the one telling the enemy for this one Passover. Christ is the revealed word of the hour. In 1 Corinthians 5, that's what he's saying. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lamp, and you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is crucified for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I'm sure that if it depended on Satan... He would have already taken out of the land. But the blood is speaking, Satan, stop. Sickness comes and is about to take you over. The blood is speaking, stop. <laughs> Brother Virgilio had his testimony as he was sick and there was no hope for the medical science, but the blood was speaking, stop. Brother Marion, the blood was speaking, stop. Sister Pruitt, brother, was singing, stop, amen. 
the blood always say, stop. You cannot cross the bloodline. Touch not the anointed one and do no arms. Praise be to God. It says, stop. When the blood, the brother of Panama says, let me read this. He was in the way standing for the real revelation he had. He spoke, it cried out. The justice blood of Abel cried out against Cain. But the blood of Jesus Christ not only cried out, it redeemed. Amen. It, be, it speaks better things. It makes you sons and daughters of God. It hides you from the wrath of God. The blood of Abel could not hide Cain's sin. But the blood of Jesus Christ can. So all can come out today if you've been a persecutor against the word. Say days of miracles past. This thing is nonsense. All things. It's crying out. The blood of Jesus Christ cries out. But there is forgiveness in it. For if you just accept it. Wish we could stay a little while on that sea. The blood speaks better things. How many can believe that the blood is still speaking better things? The blood is our protection. The blood is our defense. The blood is speaking better things because God is both judge, jury, and attorney. He has declared us that we are guiltless, we are sinless, we have never, you are, you are, you are justified as if you have never done it to begin with. What is that possible? Because of the blood. The blood of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the natural lamb could not take away sin, but this blood removes completely the sin, removes everything. God can only work through perfection. God can only work through perfection. Musician, bear with me for a moment. God works only through perfection. If God works only through perfection, God does not change. Think about it. God does not change. If God... I was thinking about it. In the, in the, in the Genesis, as, as, as Adam forfeited and lost the, the, title book, the, 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 title, the title deeds books, no one could touch that book. But in Revelation 10, that book is given to man. Is man become, is, become, is man is, is more righteous than Adam was? No, we still sin. We still make mistakes. But God has provided a way to make man completely perfect. To the point that he can give him in the book. And man can take that book. It's not our own righteousness. It is his righteousness. The blood is still speaking better things. Even when we make mistakes. We come back to the same blood. And say God I made a mistake. But let the blood of Jesus Christ wash me. Cleanse me. And the blood is speaking on our behalf. Telling the father. He made a mistake there. But you know he died for me i died for him so therefore he is clean yeah. oh the blood the blood we never lose its power amen do you love the lord this morning yeah. oh wonderful 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 i was reading the testimonies of sister morea preet I thought about it. As the sickness was coming, the blood was saying, stop. Now I have to restore her glory. You went too far, but now the blood speaks and says, stop. I'm returning her health. Amen. 
Let's sing together. Bring it under the blood. Bring it under the blood. to me. 